0: Hey everyone, and thanks for coming back and joining us on another episode. Uh, for this one, I went ahead and we're starting something new. I have several projects in the works, and until those are ready for me to upload, uh, this one is going to be very interesting, something I've enjoyed for a very long time. Uh, if you From the title, you can tell that we're going to be speaking about different urban legends. Now, I'm um, confining these to urban legends within Tennessee, since we as a group are based out of Tennessee. Now, f- for this, I want to go ahead and say that my goal is not to prove that an urban legend exists. Uh, my goal is also not to disprove that an urban legend exists. Um, my only goal is to just, it, this is essentially storytelling. Um, my goal is just to find information, gather research, and share it with you all. And of course, it is up to you to decide if you want to believe that this story is true or this story is false. Ultimately, it is up to you all. To decide. Uh, Just a couple quick announcements, though, before we do get started. As of yesterday, we have hit 100 followers on the Facebook page, and I had made a post on it. But I just wanted to mention it here that I want to say thank you all. Uh, When I had started this, I had invited several friends from my Facebook page to join. And I didn't really think it would get much traction from that, but I was wrong, and I am glad I was wrong. And I'm really thankful that a hundred of you care enough to show your support, and I hope that we just continue to grow from here. But with that all being said, let's go ahead and get right in. Cue the intro. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. now for this I was really I didn't really know how to organize all of these, because I didn't want to just take one giant episode and talk about them. But at the same time, I didn't want to go through the cities uh, alphabetically, because if I had done that, the very first city I would do would be Adams, Tennessee, and the previous episode was all about the Bell Witch. So I thought, let's just go ahead in no particular order I'll cover between 4 to 5 at a time but to start off this episode we will be talking about the urban legend of Cookville now I picked this one mainly because on um maps on my uh, my uh, apple maps it had showed that this location had a Cookville address now as Hesitant to pick this one because it is very close between Cookeville and Monterey, Tennessee. And now that I said that, I'm pretty sure most of you that live around here know exactly which one I'm talking about, and that is the legend of Stamp Cemetery or Witches Cemetery. So, according to this website, which of course, as always. Every single website I use, I will leave in the show notes for you all to continue the research. But according to this website, Tucked in the mountains off of Brotherton Mountain Road, Stamp Cemetery is a small graveyard, easy to miss. For decades, it's been nicknamed the Witch's Graveyard because of this site's spooky features. Settled among the more modern gravestones are graves from the 1800s but instead of a typical setup of the coffin in the ground and a tombstone to mark the location, these have two giant slabs of rock in a tent formation over the spot where the body is buried. Small triangles of stone prop up the slabs, while a headstone and smaller stone cap off the head and foot of the structure. In addition, most of these headstones are marked with stars. Some of them pointed downward and have strange marks mixed in with the person's name, birth date, and death date. So, what's so significant behind this particular cemetery? I mean, excluding its uh, name that people give it. Well, these upside-down stars, which I'll try to have a picture or a link of a picture to it down in the show notes, Here's where the legend kicks in. So the main legend that I found was if you go to the cemetery at midnight and if you touch the pentagram that's engraved on one of the headstones, during a full moon, it would awaken a demon. Now, again, it's not my job to say if that's true or not, but as you'll see throughout this series, that many things conjure demons at midnight, which it's curious to me because the witching hour is often considered to be 3 in the morning. So I'm not sure why the legend would say 3 in the morning, but it does 12. But anyways, back, back to the legend. With these headstones, uh, they're they're what you would call tent graves, or uh, a comb comb graves would be a better word for it. I also want to make a quick mention. Uh, according to the Flickr website, uh, these comb graves they are a style. Uh, found mainly along the western edge of the Cumberland Plateau in Middle Tennessee, and are not common outside that area. So another legend is that the tent-style gravestones, they are to keep evil at bay, buried beneath the ground. So it's a pretty interesting story. Uh, let's go ahead and get to the next one. This one comes out of Chapel Hill and it is about the headless train conductor. So, at this area, uh, there's many, like a lot of activity going on, such as uh, different ghost lights. But we will focus mainly on this conductor. So, the legend is. According to the Waymarking website, Long time ago, an aging signal man along the tracks was killed during a dark and rainy night. He had carried a bright lantern which could be seen for miles up the tracks. As he walked the tracks, he accidentally tripped. His head hit the rail, and he was knocked unconscious. He lay on the track for a few minutes, until along came a train. Unable to stop in time, the train ran over the man, decapitating him. When they found his body, they say it was still mostly intact, except for one part, that is, his head. It was never found. To this day, according to legend, he still walks the tracks, carrying his lantern as he searches for his lost head. Not wanting to uh, discredit any of the urban legends, but a lot of them you'll find, or at least I have throughout this research, is many of them that involve, say, train tracks, involves a headless person, uh, commonly believed throughout the paranormal world that train tracks, with um, to my understanding, with them being made of metal being a. Conductor of energy, you will see many um, ghost lights and apparitions on train tracks. Uh, same thing applies to uh, water, flowing water especially. Um, but we'll we'll cover that uh, later on. This third story, it interested me since I had first read about it. Uh, this one comes from White Bluff. Now, before I had done research, I never knew of this. I had heard of the city of White Bluff, but I never knew of the legend. And according to some websites I found, the legend still continues. Like, it's not a story from the past that had stayed in the past per se, but it's still a thing. This is the story, or the legend, of the White Bluff Screamer. For this legend, we're going back to the, between the years in 1920. According to legend, there's a natural hollow in White Bluff, skirted by forest and deep Tennessee beauty. And back in the 1920s, A young family built their home on the land. The newcomers consisted of a father and mother, as well as seven children. It was the perfect family and the perfect spot to begin again, or so they thought. It didn't take long for the family to recognize some strange going ons about the farm, but their worst fears ignited into horror in the middle of the night. That was when the screaming began. Every night, their world erupted with ungodly wailing and crying and screeching that would terrify the children and chill the parents deep in their bones. Finally, as the story goes, the young man became enraged with the violent night antics and took his gun in the woods in the middle of the night yelling for and seeking this strange, screaming creature. As he rounded the property, he realized the sound was becoming louder, more clear. It wasn't a screamer at all. It was a whole crowd of them. And he hurried back towards his home, only to discover his greatest nightmare. What he found was his family, hacked to bits body parts thrown across the whole of his ha- home. The home that once was a safe haven and a new beginning had suddenly became a terror in the space of a single night. Some believe that the White Screamer is actually a banshee, a legend that spawned from Irish origin and details a monster that follows families and foretells death. According to the local community, the white screamer can still be heard haunting white bluff. Now, I actually enjoyed reading that story. it's, It's very good. I mean, although what little I had said, which was from the website Only in Your State, that's It's a pretty cool story, and I would really like to go to White Bluff so that eventually we can investigate it. Because I would eventually like to have a a YouTube series where we investigate actual, like, we go to each of the urban legends and check them out. Now, for this fourth one, of course, I didn't hear of it till this research. We now travel to. Mason Tennessee and it's about the old Trinity Church so one of the websites I have for this particular haunting uh, Tennessee hauntings Old Trinity episcopal episcopal Church sorry that was really hard for me to pronounce for some reason this church is located in Mason Tennessee it was founded in 1847 in the place of St. Andrew's Church, which had burned two years earlier. For many years, the church was not taken care of, and the church and cemetery was vandalized by a small satanic cult. They broke most of the gravestones and vandalized the church's building. There are also stories that the church and cemetery are haunted. People have reported seeing strange lights and hearing noises. Local legend says the people buried in the cemetery are distressed over the vandalism of their graves. Now, th- I would really want to go to this one as well, because looking at pictures of this church, it, it, it looks like. I mean, I can't, I can't really describe it to be honest. It just looks like a place. That paranormal investigators are just drawn to. It has that older aesthetic looking. Like feel to it. If I'm making any sense. Because it was built in 1847. But anyways. So what is the legend behind this church? I mean. Yes it's probably haunted. But what's the legend? Behind the church. There is a statue of the Virgin Mary, which it, it serves as a gravestone for a woman who died in 1912. It is said that this statue bleeds from the eyes and neck. Now, of course, I won't be able to get into this one because it goes out of Tennessee, but where I'm from in Kentucky, there is a cemetery in the city I used to live in that had a story similar to this, where it had an angel statue, uh, the arm was broken off, and legend is that it roams the cemetery with glowing red eyes trying to find the person who broke its arm. So when I was reading this, I kept going back to that. I'm not sure if it's true or not, which again, it's not my job to find out if it is true right now, but I kept drawing a lot of similarities between those two. But this one at Old Trinity, it says that the statue bleeds from the eyes and neck. It could be that if this is the case, it said that local legend says the people buried in the cemetery are distressed over the vandalism of their graves. So that's probably a really huge factor in all of that. Now, finishing up with the Trinity Church, I did find on this website, uh, Tipton County, Tennessee, if you want to do more research into the church, this website, I'd say it's almost like the Holy Grail, just for the church. Um, And I'll read you a bit of it. Uh, Situated in a grove of oak and cedar trees, the quaint chapel known as Old Trinity or Trinity in the Field is the oldest surviving church structure in Tipton County. It's like, I'm. I the more I talk about, it, the more I want to go there, to be honest. And it goes, like this website goes in depth with the history, starting back in 1837. Is the first? Oh no, I'm sorry. No, it goes back to 1834, is the earliest date mentioned on this website. So, if y'all want to do more looking into this, I would highly recommend this, as it's probably the best one I found in terms of the Trinity Church. And now for the last one, uh, this one I have not been to before but I would really love to go there regardless. This legend comes out of Jamestown, and it's about the Pine Haven School. The version I found of this story, uh, according to Urban Legends Online, it says, um, One day, a boy went into the bathroom alone. While he was washing his hands, one of the school bullies walked in, and decided to play a little game. He and his friend snuck up behind the boy and pushed him hard into the mirror. They never planned on what would happen, but when the kid bashed his head into the mirror, he died. They didn't want to get caught, so they tore up the floorboards under the sink where the kid stood and stuffed his body in a hole and covered it up. The school is abandoned now, but you can still go toward it. If you go into the boy's bathroom and stand at the sink and look at the mirror, you'll see the kid behind you. He'll take his revenge, and he'll push you into the mirror, and you'll die. Then he'll drag you with him down under the floorboards, and you'll never be seen again. Now, one thing that pops out to me about this legend is mirrors. A lot of the times, with Urban Legends, a lot of paranormal-related activity involves mirrors. Like I'll I'll give an example. How many of you, when you were younger, played the uh, Bloody Mary game, where you said her name three times in a dark room, like most of the time it's a dark bathroom, and then you're supposed to see her in the mirror? Also, another example I can give, how many of you in your house or in your apartment or wherever you live, how many of you have two mirrors facing each other? A lot of the times, uh, it's believed that mirrors are gateways, so to speak, to the uh, other side to the spiritual realm, so to speak. And so a lot of these legends that I've been looking into involve looking into a mirror. So what if, assuming these legends are true, what if you're looking into the uh, the, the spiritual realm and you see the body of the person, of the boy, of the victim, or however you want to call it. What if you're actually seeing them? Now, with this story, uh, towards the end, it said that since the bullies did not want to get caught, they tore up the floorboards under the sink where the kid stood and stuffed his body in a hole and covered it up. Even if the story is not true, that would be I guess really good ingredients to a haunting where you have like a um an unjustified death or a tragic death I mean all deaths are tragic, but I mean borderline that was murder. So you have a spirit that died tragically and for whatever reason can't pass on and they're trapped. So that right there with a uh, Pinehaven school. That's a really that's a really good example or like a great story. And of course, have been to an abandoned school in Jamestown, but I don't believe it was the Pinehaven. I believe it was another one. Not sure if it's still standing or not, but um anyways, Uh, This was the first episode in a new series I'm trying, which, to be honest, I didn't get a lot of time. I would love to add more. I'd love to hit between like a a 30 to 40 minute mark per episode, because that's just more content to talk about. But let me go ahead. um, Let me know what y'all think, because I have a lot of projects in the works, and I do, like, I really enjoyed the research into these, because these are places you can actually go to, you can actually experience things yourself, and like I was talking about, in with the Stamp Cemetery, uh, I've actually been there a couple, about two or three times, actually, and if you go to our YouTube channel, which is uh, Cookville Ghost Hunters, the very first video that was published was our investigation of Stamp Cemetery. So if you want to get a look at it, see what it's all about, go ahead, please check out our YouTube channel. And also I added, go ahead and subscribe. I know we just hit 100 followers on Facebook. And to me, there's no words I can say to describe how thankful I am and thankful for the support Because one listener is a listener that I didn't think I would have. And we can only grow from here. But as always, I'll go ahead and end the episode on this. Like I said, you can check us out on YouTube at Cookville Ghost Hunters. We have a Facebook page at Cookville Ghost Hunters. Um, Our Patreon's not quite done yet. But you can find us there at Cookville Ghost Hunters and i broke down and got a twitter or not not a twitter i'm sorry i got a tiktok at ckvl ghost hunters uh no videos are on it yet as of this recording but i'm trying to fix that so hopefully i can get some content out so that you all can enjoy but again i want to say thank you all for the support and i will see you all in the next one goodbye